This episode of Let's Talk About Chef is being brought to you by the New York Times. Right now in Canada, you can get unlimited access to the world's best and most revered newspaper for only a dollar a week. The best journalism, articles, writing, and restaurant reviews in the world can all be yours for only a dollar. Christmas is only a few days away. Give the gift of knowledge by giving the New York Times. Head on over to nytimes.com to subscribe, and please tell them that we sent you. Before we get started on this week's special Christmas episode of Let's Talk About Chef, I would like to say that if you want to write into the show, you can send everything to letstalkaboutchef at gmail.com, or you can follow me personally on Instagram at Chef Brian Clark. 2019 has been an amazing year for Let's Talk About Chef. The show has grown to places that we never thought possible, and that is all thanks to listeners like you sharing it with your friends. Let's Talk About Chef is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and pretty much everywhere else that you can think of to listen to podcasts. And both myself and producer Tim are really thankful to everyone for listening in every week. And we both hope that wherever you are in the world that you have a safe and happy holiday season. We will be back in 2020 with new episodes every week. That's enough from me. Let's get right into this week's episode of Let's Talk About Chef. So here we are. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be with family, be with friends, probably drink too much and maybe say things we regret, but it's Christmas, so it doesn't matter. Christmas is a time to get together and eat. In my case, it's difficult to think about Christmas without thinking about turkey, thinking about stuffing and champagne and Nanaimo bars. When you're a kid, Christmas is about presents. It's about Santa and wondering if he's going to know you weren't an asshole. It's also about watching the same movies you've seen a million times. Christmas Vacation, A Christmas Story, and Home Alone. Those usually run on repeat in my house. My family gets up Christmas morning. We all gather from wherever we are and make a huge breakfast. I'm sure that the traditions your family have are all special and important and mean the world to you. This episode of Let's Talk About Chef is the Christmas special. Tim and I have both been talking a lot about how to do it properly, how to make it feel right, how to live up to it being Christmas. To be completely honest, usually when we talk about the podcast, we're drinking coffee, we're usually tired, and we are usually at work. I said that I wanted the Christmas special to be about the final scene in A Christmas Story where the family has their meal destroyed by dogs, and so they have to eat in a Chinese food restaurant because it's the only place open, and the whole episode was going to be about Chinese food in America. You know, this, this wonderful and yet questionably racist scene. Something else. 
Tim suggested that we talk about Turkey, the story of factory farming Turkey, how Turkey became the Norman Rockwell image we all think of whenever we sit down and dream about sitting around the table. It was essentially going to be the story of why eating turkey on Christmas is horrible, and although that would have been fun, it didn't feel right. So there we were, sitting, drinking coffee, talking about ads and analytics and episodes, and Tim was trying to explain why Once Upon a Time in Hollywood should result in Oscars for both Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, when all of a sudden he stopped and said, we should do the episode on food other cultures eat at Christmas. What do other places eat? I had never really thought about that. I didn't know what countries around the world ate to celebrate the holiday season. I didn't know because I'm North American, and despite my best efforts, truly believe that everyone just eats turkey and mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce. Searching the internet for articles and stories, I couldn't believe how wrong I was. And so, here we go. This week on Let's Talk About Chef, it's the story of the food from around the world, the food that we eat to remind us of family, and the foods that make the Christmas holiday season special. Merry Christmas. Across Japan on Christmas Eve, you will see something strange. Whether you're driving in a car or just roaming the streets of Tokyo, you will see long lines of people. Millions and millions of people, all lining up to get their Christmas dinner. Most of them have reserved it for months in advance. They know that there are going to be long waits. They know that they will probably overpay for some of it if they can't get it in store and have to resort to a sort of black market that gets set up on the internet every Christmas selling reservations for hundreds of dollars. But the tradition in Japan of eating Kentucky Fried Chicken has been going on for decades and it's showing no sign of slowing down. KFC is what the Japanese eat on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day to celebrate the holidays. It may seem strange that 3.6 million families in Tokyo alone will celebrate with buckets of the kernel, but it actually has to do with the marketing genius of one man who owned the first KFC in Japan in 1970, Takeshi Okawara. One night, stressed out that his chicken wasn't selling as well as he thought, he sat bolt right up from a deep sleep and jotted down the words party barrel onto a piece of paper. The idea had been forming in his head because he'd been listening to two foreigners talking about how they were going to miss having turkey on Christmas. Takashi thought that maybe his fried chicken would be a good substitute for turkey, and so he started promoting his party barrel as a way to celebrate the holidays. The party barrel for Christmas almost instantly became a national phenomenon, and it was because up until that point there was no tradition for celebrating Christmas in Japan. Christmas was a holiday that was celebrated by the West. And although it's not celebrated for religious or material reasons, it very quickly became a reason to gather with family to eat KFC. By 1974, KFC had started advertising the party barrel nationally, calling it Kentucky for Christmas. 
The idea of celebrating Christmas with the Colonel worked and the company actually made Takeshi the president and CEO of Kentucky Fried Chicken Japan from 1984 until he retired in 2002. Commercials and advertisements filled with happy families eating chicken start to fill the televisions and magazines of Japan in October. The party barrels have turned into special feasts that come with not just a bucket of chicken, but also cake, wine, a whole roasted chicken, and sides. The mascot of Colonel Sanders always wears a Santa suit in Japan, and the company makes a third of its yearly sales, almost 6 billion yen, or $60 million a day, on December 24th and 25th. Kentucky for Christmas is one of the most successful marketing ideas ever created. And it all started because two tourists were sad they weren't going to get turkey. Before we begin, since this is Aunt Bethany's 80th Christmas, I think she should lead us in the saying of grace. allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, God with liberty and justice. Greenland is no stranger to celebrating the Christmas feast. But instead of turkey and mashed potato, they tend to steer a little further away from what we might call traditional. To start with, Christmas dinner is cooked by men. They start to prep for the meal days beforehand, and when the time comes to finally sit down at the dinner table, Greenlanders enjoy matak, which is whale skin with the blubber still inside. Next comes kiviak, or the raw flesh of an arctic bird called an auk, whose flesh has been decomposing for months while also stored inside of a seal skin that's buried underground. More palatable options during the meal include barbecued caribou, roasted fish, and pastries for dessert. In Denmark, Christmas Eve means sitting down to roast goose, duck, or pheasant, stuffed with apple and figs, lots of gravy, and rice pudding for dessert. The rice pudding is actually very important because the person who finds the almond hidden in theirs will have good luck for the rest of the year. In Portugal, Christmas is a time to remember the dead. Families will set a place at the table for lost loved ones, serving entire meals to nothing and no one. They're feeding the ghosts of their departed loved ones. It's one of the most tragic and beautiful things you can picture. But the truly stunning aspect of this tradition is that although you are setting a spot at the table for a deceased mother, father, or sibling during the Christmas meal, there is no sadness. The Portuguese act like the person is there, celebrating and laughing right along with them. In southern Italy, Christmas Eve means it's time for the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Families will gather and dine on anchovies, whiting, lobster, sardines, dried salt cod, squid, and mussels, 
while also eating pasta, fried kale patties, and more homemade wine than you could possibly imagine. In Puerto Rico, no Christmas dinner is complete without roasted suckling pig, octopus salad, and yellow rice with pigeon peas, capers, olives, and coconut pudding. In Ethiopia, Christmas isn't Christmas without Dora Wat, a slowly cooked dish of chicken and eggs with chili peppers, garlic, cardamom, and ginger and served with bread. And finally, in France. The French seem to have nailed the concept of opulence at Christmas. No surprise there. They throw a party on Christmas Eve and stay up until midnight, eating dishes like foie gras, oysters, smoked salmon, turkey roasted with chestnuts, and lots and lots of champagne. And if you're from the Provence region in France, this dinner will be followed by no less than 13 desserts. And then I traveled to the seven levels of the candy cane forest, past the sea of swirly, twirly gumdrops, and then I walked through the Lincoln Tunnel. So where were you for the last 30 years? North Pole. Can you pass the maple syrup, please? I, I didn't put... It's spaghetti. You know what? I think I have something. Yes. You like sugar, huh? Is there sugar and syrup? Yes. Then yes! We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. So, will you be staying with us then? You mean I can stay? Of course you can. Christmas can be a difficult time of year for a lot of people. There are people alone. People who for some reason fell out of love with this time of year. But Christmas can mean a lot more. The tree lit up in the living room. The house full of people. I despise eggnog personally, but hey, if it floats your boat, drink it up. The presents that we give one another are always such a stressful thing, but there is a magic to trying to figure out what to get to someone to say that you love them, or even just to try and make them feel happy. Being a chef, Christmas can be one of the best times of the year because it means that it's a meal with your family who we don't get to see very often, and probably that you didn't have to cook. But sitting at the dining room table being told by relatives that they are worried about making you food because you're a chef... I don't think they understand how the simple act of you not having to make the mashed potatoes is sometimes the greatest present of all. I know that there are places in the world where chefs and cooks that listen to this podcast right now will be working on Christmas morning and Christmas Eve, unable to celebrate with food because they are serving the food I just talked about to people. If you want to think about family and you want to think about food, I want those chefs and cooks to know that we are a family and that I am thinking about you in your kitchens. Food at Christmas time is special. Except for Thanksgiving, I cannot think of another meal that can remind you of something, make you feel at home as much or even smell as much as Christmas food does. The traditions that we all have are so different in their ingredients and yet feel so similar. Food does have the power to bring people together. It has the power to make you feel at home. I am sure a lot of kitchens are slammed right now with the lead up to Christmas. 
people shopping and needing to eat, families going out for dinners to celebrate, and friends gathering in your bars and restaurants drinking and celebrating the holidays, while we work in the back of the restaurants trying to feed everyone, and ignoring the fact that we probably don't have time to go shopping, that we don't think we're going to be able to see our families again for the third year in a row because on Christmas Day, all you want to do is stay in bed and watch Home Alone because Christmas for cooks means it's going to be busy and there will be no time. And so for all of you listening around the world that have a chef or cook in your life and don't work in kitchens yourself, please understand that we're not doing it on purpose. And please understand that this is the gig we chose. And for all of you cooks and chefs that are working through the holidays, for everyone else, take a minute, go outside, or even when you get home, and eat something that makes you realize that this is a special time of year. And just know that if no one else says it to you, I will. Merry Christmas. This episode of Let's Talk About Chef was brought to you by the New York Times. I want to thank absolutely everyone who has listened and shared the show over the last year. I honestly never thought it would turn into what it has, and both Tim and I are so looking forward to bringing you episodes throughout all of 2020. This episode was written by me, Brian Clark, and produced, as always, by Timothy McDonald. We will not be back next week because I will be working in my kitchen way too much, but we will be back the week after and every week going forward. If you want to write to the show, you can send everything to letstalkaboutchef at gmail.com or you can follow me personally on Instagram at Chef Brian Clark. And finally, as always, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, have a great service, and have a great week. So high.
yourself a merry little Christmas night.